Hey, we're live. Bears beats Battlestar Galactica. You merely adopted the dark. I was born in it. Sounds like somebody's got a case of the Mondays. Bazinga. Two in the box. Ready to go. We be fast. Thank you, slow. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Hello and welcome to Mount Geekmore, your favorite place to listen to four friends argue, debate, and discuss their top four, a Mount Rushmore, if you will, of a certain pop culture topic. Today, we are going to be talking what can make or break a TV show as it may be, and we are going to be talking about television pilots. It's not right up there. Yeah, right up there. If you're watching, if you're watching us live, you can check us right up there at the top. If you are listening audio, don't forget to follow us on all of our social media at MT Geekmore, and you can keep track of when we will be recording different episodes and going live via Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. I believe is the third one, but I'm not a big Twitch guy, so I'm not. No, a, we are. We know. are. Uh, we are currently streaming on multiple platforms. We are cross uh, promoted on every uh, major social media situation. So there we're ready we go. To run. So we are talking TV pilots. Uh, as we all know, it's hard enough to get a TV show made, let alone grab everybody with the very first episode. So we're looking for those episodes that made you want to watch an entire show. And we like to start off and go around and talk about how everybody made their list. Mike, what went into your list? Hi, I'm Mike Mergadal. I made my mountain by the first things I thought of. <laughs> um, first thought, best thought, baby. Uh, I, honestly, this is like we were, we were kind of talking about it before the show, before we before we went live, about like how there's it's like asking like what's the what's your favorite breakfast you've ever had? Like it's specific, but super not specific. Mm -hmm. So it was like, what's the first the favorite pilot episode of of any TV show you've ever seen? It's like there's a billion of them. I don't know. I don't know. And uh, I who knows how many I've seen that I've forgotten, but the ones that stuck around, the ones that were first to pop up in my mind, clearly had to be the ones that I put on the mountain because they're the ones that stand out as like the ones I remember. That was, that was like my go-to. And as I was reminded when Mike introduced himself, I guess I should have told everybody uh, who was on this episode. I am hosting today. I am Daniel Devona. That was Mike Mercadal with his list right over there. That's right. We've got Missy down there in the corner. Hey, Missy. Hello. And we've got Jeff back. He's here and there and everywhere these days. Good to see you, Jeff. I'm a whore. <laughs> uh, no, this is all free so technically you're a, a slut yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right so missy how did you make your list so um i i didn't make my list until a few hours ago and i it was one of those that i sat down going this might be um tough to put together and now i potentially have three mountains that i could <laughs> Um, talk about um, I think TV pilots are really interesting to me because I feel like they're as important as the series finale um, and so I went for the ones for the um, pilots that I'll typically watch like the, as a standalone is an amazing episode and um, 
the ones that stuck out to me, the ones that made my mountain are the ones that had the conflict was like immediate. There's some shows Mm. that start out and they're kind of trying to find their, their way in the first season. um, And they don't find their groove until the second. And the ones that I'm going to talk about, I feel like they, from the jump, they were in it and you're, and it hooked me from the, from the beginning. Um, Yeah. That's, that's how I came up with my, my mountain. All right, Jeff, how about you? So um, for me, I actually was texting uh, Debona earlier today. I, I had a, I had some time over, over the weekend, so I was able to kind of rewatch some shows. The, the ones that ended up being on my mountain were the ones that immediately popped in my head. Um, the only substitution was my number four. I, I was the only one that didn't have any kind of sitcom or mentioned sitcoms. Mm. Um, <laughs> and because it was hard for me to compare a sitcom to some of these dramas and other shows, but I ended up putting in one of my favorite sitcoms. I rewatched the pilot today and I remembered it just as funny as, and as great as when I first saw it. One thing I will point out um, just a little counteract to what Missy said, just because it's a good pilot does not mean the show ended up good. (laughs) Yes. Um, Uh, Yeah. So a lot of them started off incredibly strong in honorable mentions and and a lot of my honorable mentions are like that and the the show ended up shitting the bed big time so it's it's an interesting thing to see huh we're gonna talk about game of thrones (laughs) (laughs) that's not even like the worst one i was thinking of but yeah Um, (laughs) but but to me so to me it's it's the 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 four that immediately, like what Mike said, it's the four that popped in my head. I got to rewatch them, and they still he- held a place in my heart, and I still remembered them. Mm-hmm. For me, it was it was a lot of it was a little bit of what everybody's saying. For me, I had the one issue of not letting how much I like a show down the road and as a whole color what I remembered of the pilot. Um, there, there are plenty of shows that, that end up being very, very good. The pilot is hot trash. Uh, it, don't say it if it's on your list, I guess, even though I've stated my opinion. The pilot of The Office is fucking terrible. I mean, like that. I mean, everybody can agree on that. Like this diversity day or whatever. It's just, uh, just like those first couple are just not good. But the show ends up goes on to be great. So, um, I had to one not let that color the way I looked back. But then two, um, I guess diversity is second pilots first. Anyway, so um, but two, I also I didn't necessarily let whether or not a show turns out good. Uh, define whether or not it can make this mountain. I have a show on my mountain that ran for multiple seasons. I refuse to acknowledge that more than one season exists um, <laughs> because that mm-hmm. pilot was so good. And yes, that entire first season was incredible. It then went on to become trash. Mm-hmm. But for a season, it was very, very good. And that pilot was amazing. So it was a weird balance. The thing that I had, I didn't think this one was going to be that hard because when I made my short list, it was, it was an actual short list. But then getting down to four from that like it became painful there are a couple like there's one in particular on my um on my honorable mentions that it it is just it's physically painful for me that it is not on my actual list but i, I just don't think it stacks up to some of the others so really that, yeah like it's 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 so so good but i think that when it all comes down to it it just doesn't it doesn't stand up to what I have on some of my others that I have on my list. So, but we'll get to that when we get to honorable mentions. Yeah. So, um, all right. Well, if everybody's got their lists, I suppose that we will start off with our number fours. Number four. 
Sound effects. Sound oh, effects. That's right. We don't have the thing. Sound effects. Yes. Neri is still the keeper of the sound effects. So, yeah. Mike, what do you have for number four? Uh, I have. Oh, jeez. I was just looking at my list. And I completely. My mind went blank. I have. <laughs> <laughs> Batman the Animated Series. Oh, I didn't even think about that. That's right. Batman the Animated Series Ooh. was from the beginning. That first episode is called On Leather Wings. And it is the like the movie uh, uh like the continuing Batman movies that we wanted as kids. Suddenly they were like boom in your face. And it was adult and it was like good from the get-go it didn't like baby you by leading you into like and here's how batman becomes batman it was literally like straight up here's a batman adventure this is bruce fucking wayne this he's solving crimes as a giant bat and it's gonna have a cinematic orchestral score it's gonna have this insane new style of animation and from the get it was like I, I, you know young me was transfixed and i still go back and watch it and i'm like that was like you know i'm fucking 40 now and i'm still like dope still dope unbeatable yeah. still dope and and like no matter where they went with it afterwards that first run of like the first 60 something episodes of that batman the animated series is one of the best comic book things of all time period is the best. It's one of my favorite things of all time. And right from the get go, it just did not baby you and was like, here's Batman motherfuckers go. And that was as a kid, you know, you were, I was like, this is, this is better than kids stuff. I, I knew it in the moment. It's it, it, one of the best first episodes of all time immediately hooked. Dude, I I did not even think about Batman the Animated Series. It's such, and it's also, a, you know, it's like, you're right, because it wasn't, they they were like, look, you know who Batman is, right? They were yeah. like, we're, we, yeah. need to, we need to tell you about Batman. No, this is Batman. Let's we're going to have to watch, uh, uh, what is it, Thomas and Martha Thomas Wayne and get Martha. blown away again. <laughs> There's going to be pearls dropping. And I think, no, we don't need to see that shit again. <laughs> we don't need to see it then. We just, it's like, it's, okay, there's a comedy group from Australia from years ago that they do music and they're called tripod and they have a song where they, they, they start off like they're talking to the audience about like, Oh, you guys seen the King Kong movie? King Kong movie is a little long, right? We should have thought it got going a little sooner. And then they start writing the song about it. And the song is called get to the fucking monkey. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there's movies that would benefit from getting to the fucking monkey, get to, get to the monkey. We didn't pay <laughs> to see Adrian Brody be brooding on an Island, but you know, like we, we got, we paid here to see King. We came to see King Kong. Give us the fucking King Kong. That's what Batman the animated series was. It's like, yeah, here's motherfucking Batman. Go. You know, like, that's it. You get Batman from the first frame. I introduced Nathan to it re uh, last year during the pandemic, and he was obsessed with it. And I, it made my heart happy that this show that I was absolutely obsessed with, he dug. It was weird. His favorite character was Clayface, but I mean, whatever it is. Yeah. That Clayface, that first Clayface episode won a fucking Emmy. Yeah. Did it really? Yes for animation like when they when he does when he when he's in that room with all the faces this isn't the pilot episode but when oh, he's yeah. in the room with all the faces of the actor that was him yeah when he put when he's like trying to fuck with him and he can't control it and he's turning into all that shit like it was it still to this day holds up it still holds up it's so the animation's so good on that show and then that first one like 
the score even I, I there's a whole like mini documentary that came out to, i got to interview kevin conroy one time it was amazing it was, yeah I'm, I'm so hooked that, that show is incredible that show is like a big part of my not just young like my life like i i love that show will always be mount rushmore of things yeah like Mike, give us your four favorite things. Well, on that mountain is Batman <laughs> the Animated Series and other shit. And three other things. Yeah. All right. So Batman the Animated Series. Missy, what you got for number four? My number four um is I'm I, we all know that I'm heavy with the sitcom, and I'm actually uh pretty shocked that I, I did two and two. Uh my number four is Outlander. And Outlander, <laughs> I will say that it's not for the obvious reasons it's sexy it is super fucking sexy but it's not that it doesn't even it doesn't get hot in the first episode that's like three or four episodes in maybe five after the wedding that wasn't the first episode where she gets munched on in the at the scottish uh, memorial site yes that does happen but in comparison to other shit remember when we talked about this but in comparison to what happens later on yeah. Did you just say munched on? Yeah, that's what he said. He, he did, did say did. that. You I couldn't just watch said, that. D- 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 like they're, that's her husband, so they're having sex. And what's the with with the pilot episode? I, so okay. the pilot. So this is why yeah. I like. This is why Outlander is my number four. So I'm traditionally sitcom heavy with the the comedy, and this is more of a drama. It's pulled. It's it's drawn out. And the other thing is, is that part of the um. I would say like one of the characters in the 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 show I feel is the costume design the time traveling literally the time traveling so this the 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 show just starts off with the lady coming back from war her and her husband and they're trying to reconnect they go on vacation she touches a magic rock that transports her uh 200 years before that and just lands her in the middle of the of the woods and from there the the show takes off and so beautiful scenery the conflict is it and again this is one of the ones that i wasn't i i watched this pilot not expecting to get into the show at all because it's so not my like my my niche my thing um but the conflict was really interesting to me just to see like even now you would think if the if it was some kind of plot where like you're in 2021 and you c- get transported a hundred years ago, it would be like a show that would be more relatable because you're in present time, so you understand the contrast. But this show forces you to kind of think a little bit more, like you, you use your imagination a little more because it's you're still f- looking at the past, going further back. Um, and so uh, the other thing that I really love about this. Uh, pilot is that the scenery is just so beautiful. It's it like made me want to go to Scotland. It made me, yeah, it made me want to go to Scotland and made made me want to travel like to castles and shit like that. Like it's just such a great um, show, and and I was surprised to enjoy it as much as I did because. It, again, it's not my niche. And then, of course, we meet Jamie Fraser, which yeah. <laughs> he's ruined every man on the planet. Um, so still going strong recommend it's a good binge and um lots of sex and everyone wins in that okay people talk about that show and i'm i'm sorry to interrupt but i had to stop watching that show because there was a lot of rape in that show and i got physically uncomfortable like i was just like this is a hard watch like i'm not supposed to season were you on 
I don't know my my rape? my girlfriend at the Wait, time was watching it and was like I'd like tune back in and I'm like are they getting raped again Jesus and I was I well to, because was she watching the right show Yeah I don't know <laughs> it was because it, it, it was, was like it was like brutal so that guy Jamie gets like like brutalized throughout the whole first season I'm sure that well because the pilot there's was a- great for me to put up like maybe it's because I didn't see the pilot. The that- reason why <laughs> the so right the reason why attachment to stomach Ooh, the rage. Now I, yeah, was, now he I don't want to go he go he gets brutalized for an independent reason uh aside from the rape being a theme of of that show. Unfortunately, um that's just the way that it was slash maybe is a little bit to a very different degree where it's like if that just that's just how what it happened now there's a lot of stopping it and the the randall yeah, no, yes. villain for he's a piece of shit and he gets his and it's, his, it's her husband or? the thing the, the other thing interesting thing is is that so she travels back in time and her husband's doppelganger is the Pete like the like just think of a Lannister like and then some Lannister. just a oh. fucking piece of shit. But and he wears the face of his of his her husband. So it's super. And then there's the historical aspect of the show, which is um, the Scotland and England uh, tension and all of that. So it's just, you know, at that time for a British woman to be accepted into an Irish, uh, Scottish clan was not like a thing that would probably fly. So there's a lot of conflict that hooks you in from the jump, Mm. the time traveling, the hot guys, the hot sex and just the entire uh, plot of like, because in the jump of the plot, She's like, I want to run back. But as the show progresses, which is, I think, is a great thing, the conflict becomes like she's more and more at home in the past than she is in her future. So what the fuck's going to happen? Mm. So 10 out of 10 recommend. I know I've been rambling. I'm sorry, but uh, my number four is Outlander. All right. Outline Outlander. Jeff, what you got? All right. So number four is my one sitcom um, may get tabled knowing my group here um but my number four is arrested development the pilot Ooh, um, that is a good one <laughs> it's uh, you know what i'm gonna lie and say it was on my honorable mentions but i, <laughs> I totally I, forgot. that's a great yeah great pilot that episode i rewatched it again today and this is one of those shows where i haven't really watched the last two seasons that have recently come out because I loved everything that I had seen up to that point, and there was the break, and sometimes it doesn't work. I may give it a shot, um, but this pilot, they did such a great job of balancing, introducing everybody, and doing it in such funny and interesting ways, while tying in the story that jokes from the beginning of the of of, of the right at the beginning tie into a reveal at the end of the episode, and you you get to see. Um, you know, like, like, like my, Michael's like the main guy. He, you see him go through all these emotions of I'm happy. I'm losing my, I'm, I'm going to leave my family. I'm going to become president. I'm going to do this. And then he gets his, his heart broken at the end of the pilot episode, you know, but then it, well, no, it halfway through. And then at the end, he finds out that his dad did it because he loves him. So there's this whole, there's actually emotion behind it. Might have been some this, light treason. Light treason. Light treason. <laughs> but you get, you get this, you get this like range garnish. of emotion. That you don't you like it in a pilot of a sitcom, you've got this range of emotion on this guy. You've got this cast of characters that's one of the funniest ensemble casts casts, I think, that you'll have in, in a sitcom. 
Um, it has one of my favorite lines in the series. One of the first lines Job says that it's uh, <laughs> when he's like, oh, this is your trick. And he's like, this is an illusion, Michael. Tricks are what whores do for money yeah. in front of the kids. You know, like, and I, I love that line. Like, I quoted that line so much. Um, I don't know why, because it didn't really fit in situations. Um, <laughs> That's also I, one I, of the best written shows of all time. Yeah. Yes. I I adored it. Um, you know, it, it it like I said, the cast is it was phenomenal and everybody got their moment to shine in those up ep- in, in the episodes. Mm-hmm. Everybody got their moment, and it's so hard in a 30-minute pilot and to be able to cast. Right. And everybody got their spotlight. You know, so everybody got their spotlight. The, they they introduced you and gave you all the base information you need to know without rushing it. It was it was I just thought it was it was beautifully done. It was like it was amazingly done. It's crafted. It was like constructed. Like yeah. it it, ha- it was like perfectly structured. Well, and the Russo brothers directed it. So yep. <laughs> oh really? The pilot? Yeah. 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 They're oh, involved in a bunch of stuff like community and Arrested Development. And I, I, I like when I just watched Community like a year ago, and, and I kept saying, "I was like, are those the same Russos?" Yep. Yeah, uh, same ones. All right, so them. Arrested Development. Um, what about you, Debona? Right. So, God, the more I've been sitting here, I, as I was talking about the one that physically paid me to take it off my list. Fuck it, it's making my list. I'm, I'm, I'm pulling. A, I'm calling an audible here. My number four is the Eastbound and Down first episode <gasps> called Chapter One. That's an honorable mention. I love that show. Um, yeah. And uh, when I get to honorable mentions, to I'll, I'll tell you what I pulled off my list for. But the more that I've sat here and marinated with it, oh my god! While the one that I'm replacing does more, because but it's it's got an hour. This is this 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 episode has got wow. 30 minutes. It, in the first three minutes, perfectly sh- illustrates the rise and fall of Kenny Powers. <laughs> yes, like we wow. We see him wow. sh- just skyrocket. Up, up through the majors, and then we watch him crash and burn just as quickly. So you're immediately like, oh, man, okay, so a lot's going to happen here. And then as you watch this, you're just inundated by this yeah. guy who is just possibly one of the worst human beings yeah. ever. And it's so funny, and just everything about it is so hilarious. And uh, Danny McBride is just amazing mm-hmm. in this. And like I said, it's just you you get the, the quick rise and fall. So then he goes back to his hometown. He immediately thinks like he's going to pick up his old girlfriend and everybody's going to worship him. And this is all just an in-between until he gets back to the majors. And you, you're just watching all this. And just every time Kenny Powers opens his mouth, you're like, I hate this guy. Why can't <laughs> so, I stop yeah. laughing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you're, just, you're like, this guy is awful. But while the tears are streaming down your face because right. it's just so funny funny he ends up going back to like this crappy little bar um with his buddy and you're just constantly seeing him doing drugs while he's crashing with his brother and his family and just being an awful role model for their children i don't remember that show well enough but that there's that's a great ensemble cast also because as good as danny mcbride is everyone else it's his brother who's this brother the Stevie, his friend. No, Stevie, his friend. Yeah. yeah, that's that's his, that yeah. guy is a genius. <laughs> yes. yes, Stevie. His name Stevie. is actually Stevie Janowski or Janos- Janowski Janowski. Yeah, he ends up being just an amazing character. <sighs> but what sells this as such an incredible, incredible uh, pilot is, and and what what sets the tone for the rest of the show is there's a moment right towards the end where you start to think, okay, 
maybe he's going to kind of get his life together, right? And he signs up to be a substitute teacher and all this. And he says he's going to go sell his jet ski because um, he's finally going to get his life together. <laughs> and then the final scene is him on his jet ski in like a white suit like, <laughs> with this chick from the bar that they'd made fun of for having herpes topless riding behind him. And he's just out there just t- tearing ass on this jet ski. And the very last thing he does is he cuts this really hard turn and sends her flying off and then just cranks it just rooster tails right off faster and it's like okay no he's gonna stay a horrible human being i see what they're doing now it just it perfectly sets yeah. the tone for the show that's great it's hilarious um and uh it it just it does everything it needs to do without not a lot like a lot happens but at the same time not a lot happens and so it's uh it's just it's it's hilarious and if you like that episode then you're gonna like the entire series so so i came across this show by complete accident because i was at my friend's house and her boyfriend was re-watching it because i think it's streaming on hbo max yes and i had for some reason, I went there. I don't remember why, but I was there for a couple of days in a row, like after work. And I, he had it on in the background and I just found myself like talking and then like just <laughs> just enamored by the screen. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and as before I knew it, I sat through the whole first season. He's that show is so funny. And it's- for all the reasons you just mentioned in the pilot, but just the progression and at least in that first season where like the disconnect in his brain and reality is yeah yeah he's hysterical. a fucking monster like he's yeah. a fucking monster but he, they like, don't try to redeem him no in, that, in at, all. at all that's great and like i said that that little that little swerve at the end where he's not actually getting any better that ends up being the entire premise of the show is yep. every time kenny powers you think he's finally gonna do right spoiler alert he, he doesn't up. yep yeah. He doesn't ever do right. He's <laughs> never good. And who yes. needs Katie Mixon on the side of the road? A monster. Oh, oh, a yeah. monster. Absolutely. That was that's a good God, one. just like in that first couple of minutes, like when he's getting traded to all the different teams, and they're like, So what do you think about New York? And he just goes, Oh, you mean Jew York? And then it like immediately <laughs> shows that he gets traded. It's like, oh my God. Yeah. Like he's it's just yeah. Oh, it's hilarious. Just I hate just when they bad. try to make characters that are this is why i hated everybody loves raymond because everyone's an asshole on that show and they tried to like redeem everybody and i'm like either you're an asshole or you're not i'm not gonna like you <laughs> right. like, stop trying to make me like you like what lean you into it the not everyone's an asshole ray barone is a treasure they're either an asshole or a pussy because ray is a <laughs> ray is weak in that show no sorry not ray i meant frank barone the frank? dad he's amazing <laughs> he Look. Mm. Mm, we're gonna get we're gonna talk oh about the, okay, the moral standard of uh, if it you allow if you allow injustice to happen you are a part of the injustice okay save it for sports with my family our upcoming everybody loves raymond podcast <laughs> <laughs> that's great that's, that's good that's good that's, that's good. good oh man all right so our number four is we're a batman the animated series outlander arrested development and eastbound and down. Solid. Next up, we've got our number threes. Three, number three. 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 <laughs> one, two, three. magic number. One, two, three. Ding, ding, ding. ding, ding, ding. This is what the inside of my brain just sounds like. Just <laughs> right, everybody yeah. everybody yeah. talking yeah. at the same time. Uh, All right. Number three, what you got, Mike? Um, This was kind of a toss-up because I have two 
honorable mentions that could I could swap in, but I'm gonna go with my original list. And it's kind of cheating because it's I'll just say it's Sherlock, the BBC table. show Sher- table. Ooh. Okay. Wow. Okay. I, I do have it. I will stop talking. Actually, you'll be able to talk about it in like two picks. So <laughs> we got Sherlock tabled. What you got for number three, Missy? Um, I am going with Shits Creek as my number three. Mm, so Shits Creek was my you know when everyone last year was like baking uh bread and fucking uh gardening and shit like i was been like just escaping and this was that show that i had heard about for years um and of course i was super late because that's my thing um but this pilot This is one of the few shows that I can say confidently, one of the very, very few shows that the pilot and the series finale are top shelf equal parts. Mm. Um, Just doesn't doesn't lose its steam, uh, gets even better once they uh, put Patrick in (laughs) Debona. Don't ruin a good time. He's got he's I'm got not. facial expressions. Um, so Shit's Creek starts out for those of us that don't, for those of you that listening or watching that don't know. Um, think of pretend the Kardashians were four people, right? A son, daughter, mom, and dad, and they went from Kardashian level to normal mortal, you know, uh, blue collar level. Right. They get everything. They they lose everything in the first five minutes. Um, And now they're stuck in this small town that the dad had bought as a joke, as a a bat mitzvah uh, present. And now that's the only thing that they were able to keep in the IRS raid. Um, And just the contrast, the reason why I was in going back to my original point about like the, the, the plot had to the conflict had to get me from the jump is that the contrast in where these four main characters start and where the rest of the town is, is so like obvious that it's like, where is this going to go is like the first thing that I was because I was like, this is going to be either they're going to make a lot of friends or <laughs> they're going to fucking get murdered. Like, it's just um, like that could have very easily turned into a horror movie. Yeah, easily. 100%. You change the, the music to that to that show and it turns into a 30 minute drama yeah um Catherine o'hare was able to get her rightful like renaissance moment out of this series um eugene levy of course they go way back and dan levy which we didn't know about um and also katie i forget her last name but just the four main characters so talented the writing on the show is always crisp crisp um on top of it and it's from the jump is like that i think and so um because the comp the pacing of the jokes for me is always hilarious because with the parents it's always more slow like you know traditional kind of they build it up and with the younger characters it's always very like cutthroat uh very sharp so um this is a show that i will forever in a day go back to as a comfort watch and as a standalone for the series it's it's top shelf so that's why Shits Creek is my number three. So. I I I, I want to love this pick so much because Uh-oh. I do love the show, but this is one of the main ones I was talking about when I can't let. But I, I had a feeling it might be on your list. So that's why I, I referenced The Office and said 
I had to not let my feelings for the way the show develops color what I thought of the pilot. And when I go back and I watch that pilot, David and Alexis are so awful stiff. they're so stiff but i mean not just like awful as people like the acting isn't there yet like they haven't figured out how to take these characters and open them up and and let them breathe and what they become is absolutely incredible you know a couple weeks ago i had uh david and stevie on my list but that pilot was it it was it was so it was i think it was overly structured because i think they were you know they were trying to figure out kind of what everybody was doing which happens a lot in pilots there wasn't there wasn't any room for for the david that that we come to love to be david and i understand that 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 he develops into that but that this is the main one that i really wanted to put it on my list because i do love that show and it's my current comfort watch i just started it again like last week but when i did i was like oh man this first season is so stiff. Like it's like you're, you're Dan Levy, you're Catherine O'Hara, you're, um, you're Chris Elliott. Like they are in it because they're, they're seasoned and they know what they're doing. But those other characters, they needed to grow and breathe before the show became as wonderful as it was. I'm not saying that it's not, that it's not a good pilot. It's just, that's why it couldn't make my list because I feel like looking back on it, it's just colored by the fact that as that show develops, it, it becomes amazing. And I agree to all of that, but, to me, I don't I don't hold any of that against it because that's the starting point. They have to fucking start that stiff and gross that's and why awful. We each have our mountains. Yeah. And <laughs> so that for me, the whole journey is it, not to paraphrase uh, Alexis, but the whole journey is is the reason why Shit's Creek is great. But that pilot hooks you hooked me from the jump. So that's why it makes my mountain. Fantastic. And by the way, if we did this mountain like three months from now, it would change completely. So this is not <laughs> like Funny, it's so not true. like so Solid, uh, yeah. stuck in stuck in cement or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. All right, so Shit's Creek, what you got, Jeff? So, Mike, now we can talk about Sherlock, a study in pink. Let me see if what my issue is is what your issue is. It's not an original story, the pilot. It's it's a study it's of Scarlet. It's a, right. It's the adaptation no, of the, my, the story. The reason why I felt it was cheating is because it's an hour and a half long. It's a fucking movie but it's the introduction into this world, but that's how British television is. They just yeah. do like, Hey, you're going to get three episodes, but it's going to be like three major yeah, budget motion pictures. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. It's like, and, and genuinely that first introduction to Sherlock, I remember very specifically when you see the text messages go up on the screen, mm -hmm. I was like, this is different. This is cool. <laughs> yeah. I was immediately engaged. And then there, because it didn't feel like watching a pilot. It felt like watching a movie. Right. There was moments where you could kind of sit and let yourself feel like this is a fucking movie. And then it picks up again at the end. Like, and then you realize, Oh, there's so much more coming. Now, this is one of those shows that I feel the first two seasons are good. Yeah. 100%. But there's no doubt in my mind that the pilot had to go on my mountain. Like, yeah, like see that. So the one of the things I loved, and you could tell in the pilot is Stephen Moffat was one of the showrunners who famously is the showrunner for Doctor Who and so on. He, if you watch, I, I actually will watch the commentary um, of them talking about the first. Um, episode and he and the other showrunner both were like they the creators said we need to do an updated version of Sherlock 
They loved what Robert Downey Jr. was doing uh, with 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 uh, his version of Sherlock, and they were, but they were like, there, there, there's a different way that we can present these old stories, like uh, Study in Scarlet, but modernize it, which they did do little changes, like he doesn't smoke his pipe, he has a nicotine patch, because he, he's addicted to to nicotine, like they, he does heroin, he's a heroin, he heroin addict, addict. who's recovering, yeah. but not because he, but because he's silenced, like he's the 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 torment of being like too like having that mental where well, he's a high functioning sociopath that's yeah. how he he literally says it he's like no i'm a high functioning sociopath i do all this shit because i know like that he's solving things too quickly mm-hmm. and but my so we get introduced to benedict cumberbatch like this yeah. is my first introduction to him yes but then we see martin freeman being uh john watson and that introduction of john watson in that show with the partnership and the yeah. fact that that he's just like thoroughly impressed by Sherlock, like you get it, and you like immediately. I have a big thing. We talk about it on Woo Bro. We talk about it on every other podcast I'm on with you know about that suspension of disbelief in that moment or like relationships being built without really earning it, you know. And TV pilots have a lot of problem with that for me. Like there's some TV pilots where I'm like, how are these people friends? You know, like that kind right. of thing. <laughs> right. Um. But in this particular one, they literally from the jump, boom, you get these two people because this guy's so smart. He already knows that he's going to latch onto this guy and be his best friend. And and they go and then it becomes a, an awesome procedural. Well, and, and the the introduction you were you were to go back to what you're saying. One of the things that one of my favorite parts in the in the in the pilot was the first time you really are introduced to Sherlock is he's beating a dead body with a writing crop to see how the bruising happens. Yes, yeah, <laughs> and, and and that's from the book. In the books, he did that as well. Yeah, he's got like that's the thing with Moffat is that they got a lot of stuff and they incorporated things from di- the different stories into the episodes, like names of people, um, stuff like that. Like there was um. There's a gentleman in the in the pilot. This is one other thing I love about the pilot. Is I'm a Sherlock nerd. Um, James Fillimore. That was one of the only cases Sherlock never solved. They gave a guy the name of that character, and it was based right. off of an actual event that happened in I think Seattle. Like it was an actual case that happened in Seattle. Like so, they throw in these little things. Um, Martin Freeman wasn't the original choice for um, for for Watson. They actually brought in Matt Smith. Before he interviewed, he auditioned for Doctor Who. This I can't before, picture it without well, Martin Freeman. And that's what they said in the commentary was that th- they were two Sherlock's. Yes, him and Matt Smith. Oh yeah, Martin, that's true. You know, Martin Freeman. When Martin Freeman got there, they realized he had, and you can tell. I, this is why I'm, I'm saying this because Mike, I agree 100. percent Benedict Cumberbatch completely changed the way he acted as Sherlock. When Martin Freeman came in and started doing the, the 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 auditions with him, yeah, yeah, like he he caused him to change and become more into this character and and adjust the character that he had been playing the same way for every other audition, and you see that on the screen. It bothers me that we haven't seen them together in the MCU yet because they're yeah. both yes. in there, right? Yes, they they're are. They're both in there with Doctor Strange and then that other guy from Black Panther, yeah, and they don't ever they have not met yet. And I really want them to have some sort of interaction at some point in the in the because even uh, even in Thor Ragnarok they talk they they do that two two one B Bleecker yeah. Street and uh, and because that's where uh, Doctor Strange lives yeah they yeah they making making a Sherlock joke yeah 
and the, it's amazing also it's amazing that that show hit the ground running like people i remember people were telling me about it that it hadn't even been released over here yet and people were like yo you gotta watch this sherlock show i'm like how the fuck do i want they're like pirate it, do it. <laughs> and they, they were like like genuinely like you if there's a way for you to get it get it because it's it's the best show on television and for a while there they were right that shit was the like that th- it's on my mountain for a reason <laughs> yeah. and it is a hundred percent one of the best tv pilots but i do feel it's like a little like kind of like cheating because it's an hour and a half long it's a fucking movie well know? i have another one on my list that's an hour and a half so to me that's <laughs> that, that, sherlock that, that, season two uh, yeah <laughs> but um but no yeah that, it's it's it, it's brilliant it's yeah. absolutely brilliant cool all right so we got sherlock and sherlock there um my number three is one that uh, I wasn't sure if it was going to make my list until I went back and I read and realized that everything, like there was this sequence of events that I thought took place over the course of multiple episodes. And going back and reading the pilot description for this episode, I realized it all happened in the one. My number three is the Breaking Bad pilot. Table. Okay. (laughs) That makes sense. That makes sense. All right, so for our number threes, we had Sherlock times two, Shit's Creek, and Breaking Bad. So we'll get on to our number twos. Number two. Two, two. I don't remember any of The sequel. Two. Dose. Two, the sequel the to magic Uno. number. Two's the magic number. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. All right, Mike, what's your number two? Oh, right. I have to say things. Um, <laughs> uh, number, my number two, should I swap it out? It's hard to say because it was. Go with your su- feelings. Go with your feelings. It's such a good one. I'm. I like because I have my mountain of honorable mentions, and now we're talking about audibles. But I'm gonna again. I'm gonna stick with my original mountain. The first thought, best thought. Modern Family. <gasps> Mine too. That's your oh, number really? two. Yeah. Okay. We can you talk go about. First. I just to me the it, that's up there in terms of pilots with Arrested Development, in the sense of like. It starts off with showing you three separate families and all of the shit going on with them. It the first time you really get like the first time I had seen that style of like the single Ma- ang- the the um, the no neary no neary the the what the fuck am I talking the the confessional like yeah in like that the sense, mockumentary kind of thing yeah I, it's not the first time I had seen it but it was done so well. The guy who plays Phil Dunphy is amazing. <sighs> The, the Sofia Vergara, the um, the the Al I want to say Al Bundy, uh, Ed O'Neill, <laughs> yeah, like they show all these separate families, and then for them to come together at the end, and you realize that they're all one family. At the end is when they drop that reveal, and I remember it like at the end of that episode, like like I'm not even I never even finished watching Modern Family. I just watched the first few seasons, and I, I dropped out, but I still remember that as being like a oh my god, that's amazing moment. Neary commented, by the way. Yeah, we saw it. We don't have yeah. to mention oh, it wait, to anyone. Oh, okay, okay, good. Okay, good. Masters we haven't gotten to the honorable right? mentions. You don't say it out loud. Yeah. Sorry. Hey, everybody, don't if you're it. in the comments, if you're watching on Mount on uh, Twitch or YouTube or Facebook, uh, send us your honorable mentions because we will read them during our honorable mentions segment yeah. your, of your TV pilot slash first episode. Send submit it in the comments right now. All right, Missy, what do you think about Modern Family? Okay, so this is one of those sitcoms where there's really nothing that I can relate to when it comes to these, like, family 
sitcoms, even the ones where like they're purposefully dysfunctional for TV. Not, Everybody not, loves Raymond. Not really, Ooh. not really dysfunctional, but you know, for the comedy of it. Um, and so I again was late to the Modern Family uh, a party, and this uh, I thought it was a regular, like you know, because ABC is really good about doing like family shows, and that's like their niche, obviously now because you know because it's Disney or whatever. Uh, but I didn't think that last five minutes with the reveal of Lily. Yes, <laughs> is what he's not that dramatic. <laughs> I mean, I think the all-star characters of that show just from the jump are Phil and Cam, and they stay consistently like that the entire series. I saw the whole series up until the um the last you know to the series finale, mm. um, and that's just uh, a fact. The uh, Cam and, and Phil are if if at any point those two actors would have chosen to drop from the show the the yeah. show's over because even the sofia vergara like angle the whole like gimmick of of having the lady with the overzealous you know uh accent and super mm. hot like incredibly hot she like wasn't oh my latina. God. she was latina yes she's know. that she's that like the caricature version of a of a hispanic woman mm -hmm. um but you know so fucking hot it's like uh, outrageous yeah. um and so this uh, pilot does a great thing about, again, I'm, I'm kind of into it the first 15 minutes. I'm like, all right. And, um, you know, Cam gets me from the jump. Mitchell, the contrast, you know, the, mm -hmm. the conflict between Cam and Mitchell, their, their dynamic is also like another hook. Because, if, again, if you remove that from the, um, the cast, then I don't care about that, whatever happens afterwards. It was such a well-balanced. It was super well-balanced. Well-balanced cat, like script. Yeah. Like the characters are because you could because like a lot of shows the reason why the pilots are not on the like shows that got better as they went along there's plenty of shows like that there's very few shows that get the tone of the characters right from the beginning from the jump. yeah i was at, at brooklyn 99 uh it was not on my list at all not even honorable mentions because that first season you can see them feeling it out like they're not all ironed out like this the modern family from the get-go it's like no this these are the characters they almost exist in like a real life place in their in the writers' minds because yeah. they're like consistent the whole time. Well, um, I when they, they got to the series finale, you know, how they do like that hour special, or whatever mm -hmm. the send off. They took you into the writers' room, and a lot of the storylines were um, pulled from real life experiences. There was um, a, a version of each of these families that was pulled from reality, um, and so. Again, for a really strong script, really strong cast, I'm I'm in it and I'm watching it and I'm fine. But that last five minutes with yeah. Lily's reveal is just what took it from like a six to a ten, like yeah. immediately. That show, I don't know if it's the to the pilot, but it has one of my favorite jokes of all time. I it has a lot of phrases that I still say to this day, and one of them is I don't know if it's a pilot. It's when the bike gets stolen and then he goes to buy a new bike, and then he, he like <laughs> where he goes touche salesman. I st I say that 
so much that I, I, I like I forget where it comes from and then I'll catch myself being, being like and find me oh. another character a TV character that is that we could call the king of dad jokes yeah. slash humor than Phil Dunphy Phil like Dunphy. it doesn't yeah. that's it that's that's the yeah. the, the pinnacle uh, and he starts and right Julie off the Bowen. bat when he's when he's running his mouth and he's like oh you know WTF like why the face like, <laughs> like so, so magoo from the jump and it's fantastic He's great. And Julie Bowen, of course, yeah, was, this you know, holds her own years after Happy Gilmore. And she she aged just amazing. She's pregnant with twins that first season. Really? Yes. That's why she's behind pillows the whole time. Wow. <laughs> TV yeah. magic. My problem with Modern Family is that Ty Burrell, I just my, my first uh, interaction with him was in Dawn of the Dead the remake. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, I don't know. He's got the he's like a douchey dude. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, awful yeah. in that. <laughs> All right, so we got two votes for Modern Family. Jeff, what's your number two? So the, my number two, my number one have been flip flopping, but I think I'm just gonna I'm gonna go with my heart and I'm gonna go ahead and put Breaking Bad. The pilot right. is my number two. Um, it, number I, two I, got two doubles. Hmm. No, well, yeah, it was my number three, but yeah. Oh, right. I'm right. on the, I'm on the, I'm on the scorecard. <laughs> um, Breaking Bad is just, it's one, it, well, for one, it's one of those shows that was solid the entire, it, it, the whole run through, but that pilot episode, it's, it's another one. And even though it's in a completely different, like, like genre as Arrested Development, where you've got this guy where you literally see in this one episode, the entirety of this poor guy's existence to, you know, and, and it sets you up to, it sets up perfectly what you're going to get for the rest of the show. The, the, every little aspect of the comedy of the sadness of, of, you know, the action of, you know, you, every little interaction sets you up for the next, the next seasons that are going to happen. I, that opening shot, if we did, whenever we, if we ever do a mountain of best opening shots of a TV series of, of just the pants flying in the air and then, and the RV just barreling down the highway and you look inside and he's in his underwear with a fucking gas mask because he drugs the fucking drug, the drug dealers who are trying to kill him. You know, it's, it's, and, and you, you feel for Brian Cranston, like, he 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 got that role because of an X Files role that he did, um, where mm-hmm. he was where he was yeah. an anti semite who kidnapped uh, fought Mulder, and the, when they were make working on on Breaking Bad, they needed somebody who you could love and hate at the same time, because Walter White is you can you feel bad and you love him, but he he becomes this monster later oh, on. Yeah. But you know. Um, it, it's just such a cool pilot. Like you were saying to Bona, I, I don't want to take up all the time, but I know you were saying that there was a lot of stuff that you remembered from the series that ended up being from the pilot. Yeah, like that's the thing. Like when, when you, when you think back about the beginning of breaking bad and you remember you, you, you know, you, you immediately remember the, it starts off with him talking to the video camera, then it goes back. And so, uh, and it goes back and it shows when he finds out he has cancer and how he gets hooked up with Jesse and all this. And you, you remember all of that, but then to, re- but then to remember that it all happened in one episode, we saw him get diagnosed with cancer, um, go on a meth bust with his brother-in-law, um, decide to cook meth, get hooked up with this student that he used to have, kill a couple of drug dealers, crash an RV. I, I mean, like you, you, so much happens 
in that first episode that I tend to think that it was the first couple of episodes where all of these things happen. And so it, they don't start off making meth successfully. Like th- their very first cook, it, it, it's all hell breaks loose. And like yeah. you said, but hasn't and, that happened to all of us? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> well, and, and I don't like to the, talk about it, but it's yeah. the growing pains of meth. Right. Yeah. And one of the connecting threads here that, you know, one of the phrases we keep saying is sets the tone for the whole show. But it, again, this is another one where you realize this isn't just going to be guy sells meth, guy's good at selling meth, family lives happily ever after. It's immediately like, yo, drug dealing is bad and you've got to be involved in bad people with bad people. And you've like shit goes wrong a lot like we're not going to candy coat the fact that this guy's selling drugs just because he's doing it to support his family we're going to show you that if you decide to do this it doesn't take much for things to go absolutely horribly wrong now i want to see the growing pains of meth you know show me that smile with no teeth (laughs) don't waste another minute shooting heroin i want to give you blue you know like (laughs) it sounds like as uh, long as we've got each other. <laughs> no, sorry. Uh, it sounds we like. Could, no. Yep. <laughs> she knew it. I knew she it. Knew I knew it, it yeah, too. Yeah. Um, it sounds like Breaking Bad does what the complete opposite of what the pilot of Weeds did. Because w- with Weeds, like it's a very slow burn. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> no pun intended. Until shit goes sideways. It's, I feel like it's the like, yeah, no, on weed, end you're, of you're first. Right. Like on weed, she's a successful suburban drug dealer. Like at, for when a whole season yeah, until it takes time. a turn. So yeah, no, and with, with this bad, one, yeah. it sounds like you're you're going from the yeah. jump. Which yeah, it's a, it's immediately like yeah, it's, it's immediately like yo, shit goes shit goes sideways real quickly. Also, um, one of the first times that I remember. Now, granted, it's it's cable not broadcast, but um, I was watching this. Uh, and I was like, oh, look, those are naked breasts, like just on TV. <laughs> yeah. He takes her in a manly fashion. <laughs> yeah. And I was which, like, which goes right into the second the episode. Student? The ex student? No, no, he at the, the, the episode ends with Walter White like taking his wife in a manly fashion in bed and it starts episode two yeah. with them finishing. But also like, at one point, like at when, when he, when he goes to find Jesse, he's like sneaking out of this girl's house. To the plot. Oh, yeah. just like throwing his shit out the window. That's right. And so I was like, wait, what channel, what channel am I on right now? Okay, this is the, okay, the show that brought us the hug it out, bitch. Yeah. No, that, no, that, oh, no, no, that's, that's um, entourage. Entourage. Oh, entourage. Entourage. That's Jeremy Piven. Yeah. There's another, oh, this there's this ha- bitch. Science oh. bitch. Which, yeah, he never actually science, says. Bitch. You Which he never actually says. He says, yeah, bitch, science. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, you want to know what? something? I've never seen an episode of that show, and I know that piece of trivia because it was like all over the place. Yeah. I've not seen one episode Me of the show. Oh, my God. It uh, is this might be a season that I am a part of because if we do seasons of Breaking Bad, I'll, I've never seen I've not seen one episode. It's it's so good and and it is it is a show where every episode is as good if not better than the one yeah. before it mm-hmm. and it is just progressively so and it starts off that way so that's why it was my number three and there's one there's one telling scene and I'll I'll leave it at this uh, in at towards the end where he think he hears sirens in the distance and he thinks all hope is lost he literally grabs one of the drug dealer's guns without hesitation puts it under his chin pulls the trigger nothing happens and in classic Walter White fashion he starts messing around with it pointing it and it goes off later and he's just like <laughs> I can't even kill myself right yeah and he's like and mm-hmm. the, and you know and it's he's standing there in the desert in his tidy whities <laughs> 
with a, with a gun, hearing sirens, thinking it's the end. You know, it's it's brilliant. Yeah. The, the 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 cinematography, everything was just amazing in that first episode. Very very well done. All right, so uh, we got Breaking Bad. My number two is actually an animated pick. Um, and I just said that Breaking Bad is my second favorite show of all time. This is the pilot of my favorite show of all time. And so I know it sounds like I'm breaking my own rule about letting the show color how good the pilot is, but I stand by the fact this pilot's amazing. It is the pilot to Futurama, Space Pilot 3000. That's an honorable mention. I mean, um, yeah. the, the pilot of Futurama so amazingly set exactly what you were going to find for humor in this show. Yeah. It immediately is like, okay, look, the, the jokes are smart, but they're also dumb. We're going to have fun, but we're going to make you think uh, it, it is. It, it just kind of, you know, gla- just, just throws you into this situation where it's like, all right, it's a thousand years in the future. Here we go. This is what a thousand years from now is going to look like. And it's, we get to experience what it would be like while Fry is experiencing it because we're blown away as he's blown away. He meets Leela and she's only got the one eye and it's like, Oh, okay, weird. And then he, you know, and he meets a robot and it's like, okay. And there's a suicide booth and, and there's all these things. And so we're getting to be equally as shocked as Fry is, as these things pop up and, and we're seeing that it's like, okay, so it's, it's funny. It's kind of dark. It's kind of smart, but it, it's also, but it's it's fast paced. Like I see where they're going with this. Um, one of the things that's amazing about the pilot of Futurama is there are there are Easter eggs in the pilot of Futurama that pay off years down the road. Years, um, years. Mm-hmm. Like if you go back and you watch the pilot of Futurama right now, you can see Nibbler's silhouette under the desk as he falls into the cryo chamber in the first uh, the first scene of that episode. It is years later that you finally find out that Nibbler was involved in him falling into the cryo chamber because they needed him alive in the future. And his people knew about that. So you, but you go back and you watch the pilot and they drew in Nibbler's silhouette into that. The first time you're watching, you don't notice it. Then when they flash back, you're like, Oh, so they changed it, but no, you can go back and you can see that in that episode um there are there's just there's a lot one of one of my favorite jokes and it's one that it took them years to repeat it but it ends up happening again they're trapped in this building they're all being chased um for you know taking out their their job chips or whatever and they the the police knock on the door and start screaming and bender standing there and just one single brick just like falls out of his ass to the ground and it just and that that gag when i saw that i was like this show it's it's so incredible i love futurama like i said it is my favorite show of all time but this particular episode so perfectly encompasses everything that you're gonna see and you're so shocked by so many things that happen in this that then it just becomes commonplace to experience these things for the first time and it it tells a great story. We see how everybody meets and you do get those moments. You were talking about how people aren't always friends right away. Like you get to see how they're forced to be friends and how they're forced into each other's lives. And then how they all end up together as the planet express crew. Good news, everyone. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but they, um, but what the thing is also that the, 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 that does not change throughout the course of the entire show. 
every show is a exposure to a like a new weirdness like the 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 premise of the show is that the future is so fucked up that at every turn it's fucking weird so everything is weird like that the premise of the show isn't that he's in the future is that the every day is going to be weird from Mm -hmm. every episode is going to be us seeing this weird shit so that's why they can introduce all kinds of crazy shit as they go this is a great one i did not put it I like I didn't think about it until like way later, and then that was like why I was like ah well. I guess. <laughs> mm-hmm. So my number two is Futurama. So we had two Modern Families, a Breaking Bad, and Futurama. So um, do you want to do a couple of comments here, and then we'll get into honorable mentions? Well, uh, Neri has to be part of the action. He says He Man and Masters of the Universe, uh, the the newest one. Which a hundred percent yes, 100%, yes the pilot, the pilot yeah. episode is fucking awesome. Yes, it, it is. Re- it really is great. Um, uh, he also we were, when we were talking about Modern Family, he says uh, her name is Lily. Isn't that going to be hard for her to say? <laughs> the most underrated joke of the whole show. That is such a hard ass joke in put in a <laughs> fucking pilot. Like all of white people. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and he also says this is us. The pilot episode is stunningly and beautifully well done. There's one I've never seen a single episode of. I'm not Friday Night Lights. This is us. Breaking Bad. Brooklyn Nine Nine again. I did not. This is this is Nary's Mountain. Friday Night Lights. This is us. Breaking Bad. Brooklyn Nine Nine. An honorable mention to The Wire, Arrested Development, and The Closer. With Which one? Oh, Cedric. 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 He recently oh. he recently uh, binged it, and he's a fan. Oh, he's like when Michael, you know, like they do that episode of The Office where Michael Scott just has nicknames for Pam based on the last movie he watched. <laughs> Boobala. Yeah. Million Dollar Baby. He's going to try and kill he's gonna me. He's going to kill me. <laughs> um, All right. Yeah. So um, thank you, Neri, for your list. If you're listening and you want to put your list in, make sure you watch us live as we broadcast. You can put it up as a comment on YouTube, Facebook, or Twitch, and we will read it during honorable mentions. All right, Mike, what are your honorable mentions? Um, I put The Office because it was so different at the time. And also, if you watch the British and the American Office pilots, they're based on the same exact script and you can see the, the Americanizing of it. Yeah. You could see the difference of it. I thought it was a great pilot, like in terms of how do you even make a pilot based off of the office, you know, um, freaks and geeks. No, oh, oh. I didn't even think about that. Freaks and geeks is one of my favorite shows of all time. So many of my shows, uh, my favorite shows don't go anywhere, which is a testament to apparently my taste is <laughs> too cool for network. Nah, I'm just too a uh, cutting edge. I'm too avant garde. Um, <laughs> I didn't want like this is where I got, I disappear up my own ass. Like <laughs> newsroom, the all the Aaron Sorkin shows, all the Aaron Sorkin shows I definitely have, have. I have cool. newsroom as an honorable mention too, and and it's a little unsavory now because he's a fucking monster, but house of cards. Yeah. That, 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 that open episode. I that thought first... you were going to see Jeff Daniels is a monster. And I'm I like, no! I was like, wait, no, why no. is Jeff Daniels no, a monster? Jeff... No, what did no, he no. do now? Yeah, no, but that, well, um, that... well, and that, that newsroom pilot, the reason I ended up moving it to Arnold Mitch is because it really boils down to the one scene. That's yeah. what makes that whole episode. What, well, you know, why do you think America is the greatest country in the world? It, it, it isn't and it, yeah. like that that monologue is it, that whole episode boils down to that one scene 
Yeah. And and to be fair, that I did watch the whole show, and that is one show that just disappeared up its own ass trying to explain shit to you like you're an idiot in the second season. And yeah, I get it, but also like, you know, this is this is impossible to write fiction that's crazier <clears throat> than the news was becoming at the time. Yeah. So like it was just it was just so pretentious at a certain point. But that int- that that first episode, even what comes after that opening scene, like that's that 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 okay. was such a good introduction to a show of what it was going to be. And it was going to try and be this like, you know, fast paced, intense look at behind the scenes of of cable news and whatever. But now it's like a cartoon of itself, you know. And House of Cards kind of became that as well, but that but when the when Frank Underwood starts talking to the fucking camera, immediately I was like, "What is happening?" And it was just this—he was a monster, and you, you like that's the thing—you is zero redemption. He was just let a monster be a monster. I don't want to have to. I don't want to care. Just let him let him do his thing, and then that's engaging. But I don't want to. I don't want you to make me think that I have to like this guy. <laughs> you know, and that was that was my honorable list. There's All a couple right. others, but like, you know, whatever. Missy, what do you got for honorable mentions? Um, my honorable mentions are ER, mm. um, Buffy the Vampire that. Slayer. Yes. Ooh. Um, Once Upon a Time went to complete it. shit, but mm. it started out great. <laughs> and uh, The Walking Dead. Walking Dead, that first episode was fantastic. Mm-hmm. And then, All right. Uh, Jeff, what do you got for honorable mentions? All right. Um, so two of my honorable mentions are shows that started off great and then screwed the pooch, um, which is Heroes. And That's the one I pulled from number four to put in uh, Eastbound and Down. Heroes and great. Lost is another one that that first episode was solid. Mm-hmm. And then it just yeah. went. It the, got lost. I, I eliminated Lost from my list because of the fact that it, it was that that thing where it was two episodes, like the pilot. So I was like, right, an hour and a half. We got like a whole movie, but yeah, um, no heroes. That that uh, I had that. I moved that to honorable mentions at the last minute. That was Genesis, um, but just such a great episode, such an amazing introduction to so many characters in a way that you didn't really know what was going on, but it made sense. Actually, I, I that show got screwed over by the writer strike. There's a bunch of those yes. like early 2000s shows that got fucked by that writer strike, and then they just never recovered. Because because there were two shows that I'm thinking of now that the pilots were incredible, but the shows just disappeared. The Riches. Did you ever watch The oh, Riches with, with um, Eddie Izzard and Eddie Mini Driver? Mm-hmm. Fucking amazing show, but it got cut short. But that first season of The Riches is one of the best seasons of television, period. I think everyone should go watch it. And uh, The 4400, which got copied by heroes and um a couple of other shows and but that 4400 was fucking bonkers good and that first episode was great that pilot was fantastic and it got all those both those shows got fucked over by the writers strike yeah Uh, um well hold on i got a couple yeah because um then what you said aaron sorkin west wing i've Mm -hmm. I've, i'm on on my seventh probably viewing of that show (laughs) um and then just to uh to uh, misfits is a british show mm-hmm. um that it's about these like uh, these troublemaking kids that all gain superpowers and that first episode has a lot going on in in one part and it's a pretty cool setup and then just really quick 24 24 that first episode was dope mm. 
Uh, most of mine have been mentioned. Uh, so the only one I really have to add is that Watchmen series that ran on HBO Max. Oh the, yes, uh, the, open, the the pilot episode. It's 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 summer and we're running out of ice. L- like so much happened, and even though you didn't really know what any of it was, you got introduced to a ton of characters. It immediately kind of made you realize that nothing was what it seemed, and you were in for a hell of a ride. Cops so. with balaclavas on instead yes. of the, oh. I, what, uh, so crazy that oh, show. God, that show is amazing. All right, and we've got some. We've got some. More yeah, we have some more. My uh, dad. Yeah, Peter Mercancini. He says Mrs. Brown's Boys, which I'm that's not familiar a, with. That's a British show that he found on BritBox on Amazon that he's obsessed with. That it's a, it's one of those like old school shows that the man dresses up like a woman and he's playing this character of of a woman, but it's oh. like it's like a mama's family kind of like. Type is it like a Medea? Is it British like, yeah, Medea? Like, like but it's Perry? like dirty as hell. Like it's oh. really dirty. like there's an episode of her waxing her, her all oh. around that. Like, but That's he's been awesome. trying to get me to watch. It. I just haven't had a chance to watch it yet. But he's um, he also says Letter Kenny. God, it's 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 <laughs> that that's uh, that. There's there are so many little quotable. Just <laughs> yeah. like the the cold open of that show, the very first episode. It's hard work picking stones and bailing hay, but it sure as hell beats fighting hosers with treasure trails. Like that shit just <laughs> it just it's there's a so lot good. I love that's one that I've been meaning. It's on the list that you know, like I have so many back up. Uh, such a huge backlog of shows mm-hmm. and I keep hearing about new ones and I'm like, nobody tell me to watch another thing ever again. I'm done. <laughs> I can't. There's so much. Uh, Nary is going crazy with more suggestions. Uh, House MD, the first, yeah, the pilot's very good. He's freaking out. Oh my God, Veep. Veep was He's apparently good. About Veep. Revolutionary fourth wall breaking. Veep? Yeah, was fourth wall breaking it's an old, old. Uh, dirt with Courtney Cox was killed by the writer's strike amazing show no one ever hears about it now Dirt was great and elementary was dope as fuck too okay mm-hmm. Dirt was a great that. show I don't remember I've never I've never I was on elementary as a cockfighting attendee <laughs> <laughs> What? No, no, no! I'm sorry. That's a different show. I got it mixed up because they shot in the same place. I was a cockfighting auntie on some Laura, uh, uh, fucking uh, what's her name, Deborah Messing show, and then uh, I was a uh, a lawyer on on the elementary one. Uh, but I remember watching being on the set of the show, and I'm like, Lucy Lou and this guy. Oh yeah, I'll watch this show, and then I never watched. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Did so you make that... hackers jokes to him? Huh? <laughs> Did you make hackers jokes? Zero to him? cool. <laughs> Crash <laughs> override. Oh my god. Fifteen hundred and seven right. systems in one day, and he's like, "Get this motherfucker off the set." <laughs> Why is somebody saying there's no? We have no names. No names. No names. <laughs> All right. So that's gonna right. take us into our number ones. <laughs> number one. After this, there is no turning back. That's yeah. right. There's Nelly. There we go. Do it. Do it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Mike. What's your number one? My number one, and um, it's because I love it so much. It was the first thing I thought of was Firefly. Mine too. That's my number one. That's your number one, Jeff, bro. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) I I did. Serenity is my number one. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. The real. Well, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. No, go for it. Right. No, no. Yeah, you're right. So that yeah, well, when it gets to, or do you want to do it now? 
Yeah, go ahead, now? You guys go ahead. Mike. Okay. There, this is a, this was like the, the forever story about how Fo Fox fucked up Firefly mm -hmm. because Fox genuinely, they had, they showed all the episodes out of order. Mm -hmm. They, the original episode they showed was not the pilot. It was another pilot that they forced them to write where they do like more actiony train heisty things and more sci-fi yeah, stuff. Yeah. That's why I was asking if you meant the train job or if you meant serenity. No. And then sometimes like I'll go, I'll go back to watch it. Like, you know, like, you know, to, to revisit the show, it's harder now because Joss Whedon is an asshole now. So we have to be. I tried watching Dollhouse and I was like, ooh, yeah, you no. can see it all. <laughs> I can't. I was like, I watched the first episode and I was like, yeah, hmm. knowing what I know now, it's all it's a it's a little weird to go back yeah. and visit it. But in the moment at the time, that show, like when you watch the even now, the tr the, the, the first episode where you see the loss just from the opening scene, you you immediately you're like, okay, I know exactly who this guy is. This is a guy who's broken and he lost a, a war. He lost a war. How do you, you know, then, then it cuts to this other stuff. And then they bring, they introduce this wild West type terraforming world situation. And at every turn, there's some character who's like fun and engaging. And then all of a sudden there's a fucking girl. There's a heist. There's like, like it's just so action packed. It's like Wash deserved better. Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. And you know what? Like he's got Joss Whedon has gone back and said that he wouldn't have killed him, whatever. It's like, yeah, but you throw tantrums like a little fucking baby. Yeah. For your, if, you, if you don't get your way and now you fucked your properties and now nobody wants to work with you. And also you're a real misogynistic piece of shit. And also xenophobic and kind of, racist in, yeah, some, a bit. As in, in, a, in a lot of ways so it's hard to like watch but as a show separated from the art from the artist that is one of like my like the most engaged i've ever been in a pilot like boom immediately i'm like i want this to last forever yeah my oh, did my, you hear that outside yeah there's that thunder under? going outside there's yeah the world oh, is that what outside. that was in New York, not Florida. This is uh, it's Reavers. No, yeah. um, so th this is people know. Most people know this is my favorite show of all time. Like I, my son's named Nathan. Um, that's not a coincidence. Um, and is that um, named Mal? <laughs> well, we tried. If we, had, if we if we were gonna have a girl, it was gonna be Kaylee Jane. That was oh, gonna be our girl's wow. name. But Jane spelled like Jane does on the Jane show. Jane Cobb. Yeah. Um, but so. I rewatched this today. I hadn't seen, I hadn't rewatched the pilot in a few years and the right, as much of a piece of shit as Joss Whedon is the writing that he did in this, in this pilot. And this is an hour and a half pilot. Mm. So this is another, that's why I told you I have another hour and a half moot long right, right. thing. But you, like you said, you see Mal, you, it's, it starts off on the battle serenity Valley. You see Mal, you see this man who had hope he had drive when it looked like it was like the worst possible situation. He was trying to rally the troops. He was like, no, they're coming. They're going to do this. He gets destroyed. And then you see him, it, you see his character development of him being this prick, but then you see those moments of, of caring and lightheartedness. Then you see the, the the bad side of him. Then you see the he just constantly fluctuates. He's this dynamic character that isn't just one stereotype. Right. He, you know, and well, he's um, the brooding hero. He's the he's the like anti-hero, right? But he's he's overly heroic for a villain, but 
also, you know, like he's kind of also kind of a dick for a hero, but it's all about his crew and the freedom, the, that whole the pursuit of the next job and the freedom and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It's one of those shows that's like one of the biggest what ifs in entertainment for me. Can't like take the sky from me. You can't mm-hmm. take burn the land and boil the sea. You can't take the sky from me. Like it's still me. Like I still think like if I I just watched a couple episodes of it like a few months ago, and it was generally one of those moments where I'm like, yeah you can't take this guy you know like i was like yeah. i must have been in the right frame of mind to listen to it where i'm like that's right you can't you can't do that you know like it's, it's and, so and stupid. then like like joss whedon introduces you to this world where it's it's not very unrealistic where china's one of the superpowers that that you know like everybody's curse one of the never any fucking chinese people oh well, yeah <laughs> but they they cur- like he one of the ways he got around being able to curse is he did everything in mandarin yeah. So he's able to have all these people curse and really be the characters that they're supposed to be these dirty, gritty people that are on this beat up Firefly class ship, you Forever know, and, crushing on Kaylee, you know? Yeah. Inara being this like oh, ethereal beauty and just yeah. like what a mix on that show. The, the sat and, and, and like you, you, you get to meet these characters. Like one of my favorite characters on the show was always book. Because he was always so mysterious. And even in this, you learn a little bit about him, but you still don't. It, it, it's interesting that like he's, he's basically a priest in this world, but the best interactions he has is with the prostitute. And, you know, with a companion, but him and her have these amazing, this, it's this weird mutual respect that you, you didn't expect to see, you know, it's the, the characters, um, you know, the, the, the interactions, like the, the, how, like the jokes, like he, he, when he goes in and he's like, Kaylee died. And then. He, and then uh, Simon yeah, walks yeah, in yeah. and she just waves at him. And then you see them all laughing on the deck. Yeah. And he's like, no, you did it. You're well, here. You know? I will like, never not love Alan Tudyk in whatever he does. Yeah. And it's and that was one of the first things that ever like that. I really was like, this is my favorite character. Gina, him and Gina Torres was like, mm-hmm. this is relationship goals. If there ever was right. relationship goals. You mean like there, there's Gina Torres, also Cuban. Uh, yeah. American is uh, okay. uh, Cuban Cuban heritage, uh, but yeah, she's amazing. She's and her as like this warrior wife, and then Wash is like this goofy pilot, you know, still kind of a badass or whatever. It's like, it's like, um, what I would want from like a relationship, like it's relationship goals, but also like I would want us to both be both of them. You know what I mean, right. like. At different times. It was like the perfect mashup. The the writing, the Joss Whedon, what I love about this is is the show this this show in general, but the pilot is just the 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 way that he presents the dialogue is just brilliantly done. It's it's this. Yes. It's, it's constantly very snappy. this. Yeah. But it's not and Missy's gonna probably kill me but it's not the annoying thing i hear whenever i'm, I'm somebody's watching gilmore girls oh don't say gilmore like, girls. Yes. like oh no but 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 it's not it, but it, it's 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 a quick I like what i like i don't care no no i'm not i'm not knocking it um but it's that quick-wittedness back and forth that i that yeah. i absolutely love and it fits with all those characters you know um but yeah it's the, i i think it's such a great po- there's no that the reverse yeah we gotta wrap it up we've yeah, been talking that, about yeah. firefly for too long yeah all well, right technically so we have 10 minutes of talking about <laughs> we've got two we've got two votes for firefly <laughs> missy what's your number one my number one and Neri is watching so sorry oh. not sorry 
Here we but go. my number one is newsroom. Oh, that's why I was freaking out when you were talking about it. Okay, you could have said table. Yeah. Do we table honorable mentions? Yeah. Uh, I like I I couldn't like you're frozen on my screen, so I couldn't see if you were like yeah, giving us like a don't talk too much about it or anything like that. I'm frozen. Yeah, yeah your feet. Like, your feet. Mid chew. Mid There you now. You're back. <laughs> now you're back. <laughs> That can't be attractive. Okay. Uh, <laughs> my bad. Um, I don't know what's going on because I'm connected to my router, so she's being a little bitch. Okay. The newsroom. So I am a huge Aaron Sorkin fan. Huge, huge. So much so that uh in not so many words, I've brought him up one too many times, and Neri was lovingly asked me to please shut the fuck up about Aaron Sorkin. <laughs> so that being said, um, the newsroom to me at this point, and I agree with the points that you guys were making about how it, it, it got too full of itself. But last year, just go with me on this. Ryan Murphy had this um, short series, eight episode thing on Netflix called Hollywood. The whole concept of that show was what if Hollywood made all the right moral choices from the jump, from the golden age of Hollywood, right? So inclusion and diversity and equity and all of that stuff, right? To me at this point, the newsroom is just a what if um, journalism had integrity again. Right. And and so that uh, plays a big deal. Something that I find very interesting about going back to watching the um, the pilot, which always leads me down watching the entire series again um, is that a lot of the things that is, are brought up as red flags as part of a plot line ended up being a huge fucking precedent to the situation that we were in a, a few months ago. So I think what this pilot did great was that it, it Again, it's my second uh, my my second drama on the mountain. Sitcom, sitcoms are my jam, so it's really rare for me to get hooked into an hour long drama. I tried to get into Friday Night Lights. It's too it, it's too much like tragedy and sadness in the first five or six episodes. I haven't been able to push pa- past it. But what this show did, I think, in the pilot was. Um, from the beginning, from the jump, it gets you in that uh, what makes America great, the greatest country in the world. And his rant is just in terms of a monologue. I, I would I I would be shocked to see another example of an iconic monologue, I think, at this point, because no, even if you've never seen the newsroom, you've seen that clip. Yeah. Yes. And then the thing, great thing about this um the pilot is that it gave room to where everybody that ends up being an integral part of the story has their moment to kind of make their case to interest you to invest into their into wherever it's going to happen next. The actual pilot that was aired was reshot because the first one Aaron Sorkin didn't like me threw it away. Um, and so they found their their this as. I guess their unaired pilot is their official pilot, but it, does it count as a pilot if it never made the? I no. don't know. No. So, um, aside from giving all the characters that you grow to love and root for throughout the series, even Dawn from the beginning, um, that very personal conflict between, um, uh, fuck. 
between um uh co-host i mean sorry between host and producer Mm. which on a professional level would be its own shit show but knowing that that as we go move forward how fucking much tension there is underneath for personal reasons just brings a complex to it that's I don't think a lot of shows do very well in doing that intersection between personal and professional conflict, I would say. So I could uh, run my mouth forever and ever about this show. I, I I, I recommend it to a lot of people. Not a lot of people pay attention to me about how great it is because I just think at this point, it's a great way to go back because a lot of the plot is pulled from headlines of 2012, 13, and 14, um, which was really the setup to where we landed. Um, You're not wrong. It, there was our, definitely moments where it's like his rant about the about the tea party. His rant about. Um, uh, uh, so many things the Koch brothers I had never even heard of the Koch brothers and it wasn't it was because of the show that I was like what the fuck is Citizens United and just so educational and so you know brainy for lack of a better word that you know for somebody like me it hooked me and I forever ever and ever loved the show I think that it was I'm sad that the, sh- the, sh- the last season was such it was it felt rushed and, you know, I know that whatever and Aaron Sorkin has gone on to, you know, that masterclass website that. Um, yeah. So I go in with some friends and I have it and I I took his masterclass and it's fucking phenomenal, like just the shit that he talks about. Mm. But he also mentions that he's not entirely happy with how that show turned out. And yeah, I he, would that's... love to get more about that because I don't again, as a viewer and, you know, novice writer, I think it's impeccable, but I would love to understand where, what, where he thinks he went wrong would be interesting, an interesting conversation. But so that's, yeah, newsroom number one forever. All right. Um, So my number one uh, was mentioned briefly in honorable mentions. This is a show that I I have not kept up with because it uh, eventually just kind of got to the point where I just didn't want to watch it anymore. But when this pilot aired, this show was the only thing I cared about. And it is Days Gone By, the uh, pilot of The Walking Dead. Um, Yeah. This this pilot was just amazingly well shot. Um, There's not a ton of dialogue because except for in flashbacks, until the very end of the episode, you are led to wonder if Rick Grimes is the last person on Earth. Uh, so you you start off and you immediately see him kill a zombie. Like, they get you right away. Boom. All right, he's looking for gas. He killed a zombie. Then you get to find out how he ended up in a coma and how he's alone. And then you get all those really iconic scenes. Do not open. Dead inside. Actually, says um, don't dead open inside. Don't dead, <laughs> don't open, dead inside. open. Yes, inside. Um, you get you. You know, you get the the scene of him like going into Atlanta while there's just the pile up of cars that are left coming out, um, and and he's just riding a horse with a backpack full of with a duffel bag full of guns, and and just this this one was more you know so many of the the ones that we've talked about I've talked about ones that have great jokes or that, that that tell a great story but so often and so many of the episodes we've talked about it's been about character development this pilot was about the scope of yeah. what this show could be and it could show you what it would be like if the entire world ended and you just woke up and the world was over and so until you see that helicopter 
that he's following on his horse, you think maybe there's nobody else left alive and he's following it. And then he runs into his first major zombie horde when he gets to Atlanta and he's on the horse and they eat the horse and you get this, you know, amazing all is lost moment. He drops his, he drops his bag full of guns and he crawls under that tank and and you're just like, well, this, I don't I don't know. Like, where do they go from here? Right. There's nobody to say the it. end. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then you just you just get that voice on the walkie talkie. Hey, you comfortable? And then yeah. it's like, oh, shit, there are other people. And they know he's there like they, they can see him. And then it just ends. And you're just you're you're hooked. From that moment, yeah. you're like, I got to see how he gets out of this. I got to see who the other people are. I need to know how long this has been going on. How is anybody surviving? Um, and like I said, and then you just get that overhead shot of just the horde that is Atlanta trying to close in on him um, in that tank. And, 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 and it's just over. Yeah. And you there's there's so much that you want to know. And there's so many hundreds of questions that you have. And they did all of this through just world building. And that, I think, is something that isn't done enough. Like we we talk a lot about how the relationships of people and, you know, we all these episodes that we've talked about the relationships of people and, and how they got together or whether or not we're supposed to immediately believe that they've been friends forever. And, you know, you find out that all of modern family is one big family, mm. but just all of this to be done through just the visuals of the world ending blew me away i had been i had read the comic book since they started coming out when this show came out i was super hyped for it and i just you know i i hoped and i hoped on hope that they were going to be able to pull it off and when this show first started they pulled it off it it was it was the perfect pilot in that it it answered just enough questions while leaving you with so so many more that right. you needed more of this show you needed to know the fate of rick you you needed to know whatever happened to shane because you knew about shane a little bit from his flashback from when he got shot and you you, you needed to know all of these things but uh it just it it, it blew me away to re-watch it and realize how little dialogue there was and mm -hmm. it was like the castaway of tv shows uh for a while there with just rick so um this is one that i thought of right away and that's how it ended up being uh, that's why i ended up going with it with my number one so uh the the walking dead pilot date on by nice that is a fucking good pilot curious question when did they lose you uh so spoiler alert if you're not current or don't watch the walking dead i'm about to drop a major spoiler they lost me when carl got bit um, because, and this, and, and, and while I felt like the show had fallen off at some points before then, the reason I was completely done there had absolutely nothing to do with the show and everything to do with the fact that in the comics, Carl became, went on to grow up and become my favorite character. And now that he wasn't going to exist anymore, I was like, fuck this. And so, uh, so I was, I was out literally the last episode I saw was the mid season finale where he lifts up his shirt and you see that he's bit. And I, oh, really? Single, yeah. Not watched a single episode since I will eventually go back and finish it at this point. I'm just going to wait for it to be done. And then I'm going to go back and just watch. That's it. my plan. Nah. I'm just going to watch the highlight videos on YouTube where it's like, here's everything wrong with The Walking Dead. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I know. They lost me at the prison. Yeah. The prison, it was oh, so no, no. badly done that I was yeah. like, 
no. So, I mean, I, I, I hung in there. I hung in there. Yeah. We talked about Carol and Daryl when we did TV friendships. I mean, th- there was a lot that I liked about it, I, but at that, at that moment, the, mm-hmm. the glimmer of hope I had for the future, which was getting to see Carl become the super, if you do not read the walking dead comic books, Carl becomes far and away the best character in mm-hmm. those books. And once they extinguish that flame of hope of getting to see the badass that is a grown man, Carl, I was done. Um, Well, this this is a solid. Yeah, this is a solid mountain, I think. All right. So um, the number ones were two votes for Firefly, Newsroom and Walking Dead. So uh, the final mountain is set as there are four that have multiple votes. Our final mountain, all with two votes, is Sherlock, Breaking Bad, Modern Family and Firefly. Ooh, three out of four. Yeah, me too. Yeah, too. <laughs> three out of four. I got one, mama. <laughs> so that is our final mountain. Uh, Sherlock, Breaking Bad, Modern Family, and Firefly, all with two votes. So uh, thank you so much for listening. Um, Mike, you got anything going on you need to tell everybody about? Oh, go uh, if you're a fan of Dungeons and Dragons, go check out the Floors Dungeon uh, uh, at Dungeon Floor on Twitter, where it's a history inspired one shot and it's just goofy characters and stuff. I'm on that. And then also check out um, if you're doing if you're ever going to watch the MCU. Do, check out Mike contextualizes the universe. It's like an anthology of me and my friend who had never seen it. And I guided him through like giving context to when the movies were released, what was going on in our lives. It was like the time period when everything was going through. And we went through all of the 23 movies of the MCU. Plus we're going to be going through other stuff. So check out at contextualizes on Twitter and all the links and stuff are there, or you can follow me here. All right, Missy. I got nothing. You got nothing. Follow Missy at at Missy, the writer. Yep. Um, that is her Instagram. I post some memes. <laughs> she, she posts memes. And, Sometimes and, I write, but uh, I haven't been inspired daily. people to suck her dick, I think. Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> uh, Jeff? Uh, so I got a couple things. Um, um, you can catch me Friday. Um, it's going to be every other Friday, I think. They're going to start doing it. Um, playing in a Star Wars RPG game. Um, where I am a gunslinger, so I'm basically a Firefly character in Star yep. Wars. Um, uh, I will be on Saturday. We're doing a one shot for uh, my gaming pod uh, podcast that's starting back up again. Crit or uh, Crit underscore or underscore die. Um, we're going to be doing a, a two or three hour one shot on Saturday uh, afternoon, um, and then in two weeks we are recording the first two episodes of the newest podcast to geek bro uh crimecopia uh it's a true crime podcast crimecopia oh no wait that's the other one, <laughs> <laughs> that's the other one. and you also catch me on kickflix which we're recording the next episode's coming out next week i think or this week i don't mm-hmm. remember there's a special shang chi episode that uh nary visited uh, me in new york and we were on a rooftop in new york talking about shang chi and you can go check that out on uh on uh, kickflix on on facebook and youtube uh, and uh, make sure you check out all of, other, all of our other podcasts on the Geek Bro Network. Of course, we got What's Up, Bro. You can catch Missy and Mike over there with Neary. Uh, you can catch me and David, who's on Geek More sometimes, uh, at with at Shiver. Uh, we will be doing uh, – we recently did Candyman and released that one. We're going to be doing uh, Crimson Peak uh, tomorrow. We're going to be doing a live recording of uh, our deep dive into Crimson Peak. Uh, we've got our others like A Dose of Ellie – um kick flicks our martial arts movie podcast seasons a tv podcast 
Um, oh, kick kickflicks. Sorry. That's our stick. Yeah, sorry. sorry. <laughs> kickflicks. Um, uh, so make sure you can head to geekbro.net where you can find a list of all of those podcasts. You can check us out. Uh, we'll be back as we've got a new group chat with all of the people involved in Geek More so we can try to be a little bit more routine. Everybody's schedules are getting a little crazy, but we're going to try to stick with doing Mondays. Um, if you are listening on this, make sure you follow all of our uh, social media at MT Geek More. If you're following on there, Facebook, Instagram, all that, you'll know what episode is coming up. Uh, we do have a is that Cash App or PayPal? That's Cash App. That is Cash App. We've got a Cash App. It's uh, MT Geek More, uh, just like all the rest of our stuff. Where uh, if you if you would like to donate, <laughs> feel free. Uh, and I believe that's everything. So thank you all so much for listening and. That's how lists are made. Bam, bam, bam. Ending the broadcast.